1: Welcome, everybody. Thanks for listening in today on Green Talk Radio from GreenLivingIdeas.com. This is Sean Daly, Editor-in-Chief, and today I have with me as my guest on the show, John Byfield, who is the owner of Zola Furnishings. John, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Sean. Well, it's our pleasure. So we wanted to talk to you today about, I guess, eco-friendly furnishings and what that means and just tell us kind of the basics about uh, what makes furnishings eco-friendly.
0: Well, it it actually revolves around a number of different things, and um, I think from a consumer standpoint, some of the most important things to consider are what they're looking for in a green product, and second, what they're getting from the manufacturer. There's a number of different ways in which a product like ours can be green, and I think consumers can be easily confused about that. So we kind of like to break things down into three basic categories. First, there are sustainably produced and ecologically friendly components, and uh, these can include things like organic cotton, wool, hemp, natural latex, and FSC wood. Then there are recycled materials, and these include things like recycled polyester, the wood in some cases, and some of the steel components. And finally, there are recyclable components that although they may not be as eco-friendly on the front end, they're recyclable at the end of the product cycle. So there's kind of a lot of different aspects to it, and different manufacturers are addressing different parts of that.
1: I see, and because I know that there's been a lot of, uh, I think there's like sort of the the reuse type furniture we're seeing where people are, you know, in some cases really clever designs of reusing materials from even other walks of life, like you know anything from car tires to cans to, I mean, I've seen it all. I'm sure you have as well. Sure. Uh, uh, to you know, sort of more conventional furniture and, and furnishings of the various types that are incorporating, I think, more standard elements, but those that are coming from sustainable. Sources. Uh, Correct. Non-toxic. And Angola
0: is focused primarily on upholstered furniture. Uh, so we're not really doing other, any of the reclaimed wood, uh, things like that. We tend to focus on FSC certified organic materials in the construction. Uh, so that's kind of our side of the business.
1: Okay. And, and are you finding from your audience uh, so far that, that the, healthy a, the health aspects are equally important to you know, the, the green and sustainable aspects as far as environmental friendliness?
0: Well, from my conversations with some of the other people in the industry, it seems that that is a lot of where it started. Uh, some of the companies that have been doing this for a while—that that was their initial focus. Um, it is a hard area of the uh, the aspect to address because if somebody's truly worried about things like allergens or you know uh, being allergic to some of the product. Um, they really need to get with their doctor and have the products tested. You know, we don't really make any claims. Of, sure. I, of I think the, I was thinking more, though Though you bring up a
1: good point with the allergens, I was thinking more about off-gassing of mm-hmm. coatings yeah, a, and such.
0: I, I think that's a very important part. And, you know, the, uh, we're seeing a lot of green home building going on with the lead certifications and things like that, and that, that really addresses the materials that go into the construction of the house. But it doesn't address what happens afterwards. You know, it takes it as far as the paint and the rugs and things like that. Uh, But then if you bring in off-gassing furniture, you're sort of defeating the purpose. Exactly. So I think that people that are interested in kind of taking it to the finish line, uh, we'll be looking at this type of product.
1: Okay. so well, t- Tell us about maybe some of the, the materials that you guys have found uh, that you're using in your products um, that you know, sort of meet the bar of, in terms of eco-friendliness uh, mm-hmm. and that also have an aesthetic appeal.
0: Well, we have tried to take a from-the-ground-up philosophy on the construction of our furniture. So we start out with uh, sustainably uh, grown woods for all of our frames. Uh, we use low VOC or no VOC glues and stains and finishes. Uh, we then cover the the furniture with an organic cotton uh, and or wool uh, batting, depending on where it's being applied. We use 100% natural latex, uh, which some of the other people are using more of a blended type latex. We've gone with the you know fully natural. Uh, and then it's finished off in a variety of different fabrics that really range from, you know, your basic hemp uh, on up to some custom woven chenilles that are uh, very beautiful and are comprised of a, a variety of different blends. Some are 100% organic cotton, others are cotton hemp blends, and then it runs the gamut from there. So
1: I'm curious, now, you mentioned hemp, and that brings up a, an interesting point. I, I was reading, obviously, that I think the the, the um, growing of hemp is still not legal in this country, and, and the all, hemp has to still be imported. Is that correct as of this point?
0: That is correct. it's very unfortunate as well uh although our customers the hemp is actually a fairly small part of our uh sales because the the fabrics that are available in hemp tend to be fairly plain and since we sell a fairly high end product uh customers tend to gravitate more toward the the better products um, but the hemp is extremely sustainable. Um, and this country stepped away from the growing of hemp a number of years ago and hasn't gone back. And it's it's um,
1: unfortunate. Uh, I heard a, I heard a funny statistic about. and I don't know that I'll be able to quote it exactly, but it was something about how, how much hemp it would take that you'd have to smoke in order to get some narcotic effect off of hemp. And it was I think it was in the thousands of pounds.
0: Uh, you'd have a heck of a headache first, it, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so it's yeah, it's it's definitely ridiculous. Well, ho- hopefully yeah. that will change in, in the near future.
0: Yeah, I really. I mean, people sort of use that. To uh, the drug part of it as an excuse it was really, if you look into the history of hemp, it was uh, really lobbied out by other types of um, groups uh, not so much based on that because, because of some of the sustainability factors of the fact that it could be grown easily and so it really gets back to some some very complicated uh, behind-the-scenes maneuvering if you if you really dive into it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's the, yeah the industries and the lobbies behind those industries that are being threatened by the actual sustainability of the material.
0: Um, Absolutely, and
1: its viability as a, as a product. And but the, yeah, of course, and then the narcotics people. is the smoke screen in front of that.
0: Exactly, and that includes people like the cotton and other growers, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like, it reminds me of a bad 50s, uh, you know, public service announcement. It's like, well, if you let them grow hemp, the next thing you know, every kid you know, under the age of 15 is going to be smoking a marijuana joint on the corner. <laughs> it's like, Watch out for hemp, kids. It's a gateway crop. I don't think so. It's pretty funny. I don't think so. So moving on from that, um, I'm curious about, uh, you, hearing a little bit about the history of the company, tell us about how you started it, um, you know, kind of the story of what, what gave you the inspiration to do this business.
0: Well, Zola is a division of our parent company, which has been building uh, custom furniture for the interior design trade in Bend for about 14 years. Uh, My wife, Kate, and I bought the business as a turnkey business about three years ago. And part of our business plan was to to begin looking immediately at the impact our company had on the environment and start to research what we could do to, to reduce that impact. It became pretty obvious that there was a significant impact from our type of product and that there was a lot we could do to reduce it. So after we um, got our feet wet in the business, we uh, really focused on becoming a sustainable model, and um, we're now moving as quickly as we can to, to achieve that, and uh, we've, we've made some huge strides. Right.
1: So I guess also what I wanted to hear about is, you know, your distribution model. Are you, are you selling mainly from the store itself, or are you mainly selling online? Is that, is that your primary business is e-tailing?
0: Our currently our business model. We have an online store, obviously, and uh, that does represent a good portion of our sales. We've also begin to uh, develop a, a dealer network, um, and part of what we were doing at the show, obviously, was to reach out to those people. Um, but we're taking a very slow growth approach. Um, quality is much more important to us than quantity, and uh, we want our. Uh, you know dealers to have the same commitment that we do to you know the environment the consumer and, and the product and the same passion for the product so at this point in time we're adding uh dealers very slowly and very carefully and uh That's probably a good way with to do great it people so
1: uh you mentioned the show and i think you're referring to i saw a press release about uh being in this the show in vegas can, can you tell us about the show itself and what you know the latest and greatest was from the show
0: Sure, you bet. It was a great opportunity for us and uh, the Sustainable Furniture Council, uh, in conjunction with uh, Channel Logic and uh, the World Market Center down there, had uh, established a Living Green Pavilion uh, within the, the Sands uh, Convention Center there. And in the at the epicenter of the Living Green was the Greenhouse Gallery, and this was comprised of a juried selection. Uh, by some top designers of pieces that they felt represent kind of the cutting edge in sustainable furniture. And uh, so we were pleased to be chosen for that and uh, gave us a unique opportunity to to not only show our product but to to display with some of the other people that are doing the same type of thing that we are and uh, share our thoughts and dreams and hopes, and uh, it was great. The Sustainable Furniture Council is doing an incredible job of uh, bringing people together. Has this really
1: moved from, you know, a niche thing where a few people sort of on the fringe or, you know, buying these type of products to to the mainstream? I mean, is this, in other words, is this a significant industry now that, that you're seeing a lot of money and uh, interest to move into?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a lot of interest. I think there is a great bit of... Uh danger and greenwashing going on some people are jumping on the bandwagon because they think it's the next big thing absolutely not because they're you know absolutely committed to it i commend everybody who's making an effort uh, because there is significant um, waste material from our type of industry um, and you know other forms of pollution that can occur including off-gassing that we talked about so uh, you know any step is a great step as a smaller company, it's been easier for us to make a you know a hundred eighty degree turn and become sustainable. Yeah, um, it's difficult at best for the big guys to to achieve that quickly. But you know, at least the the awareness is starting to come. People are starting to pay attention. Uh, and once again, I think it gets back to what the consumer is looking for. Um, you know, we are a, a kind of a high end boutique product, so that is a specialized niche in the market, and we don't intend to compete with with the Ikeas of the world. You <laughs> right. know? But everybody that can do a, a part uh, is, is a good thing. And so I think it is raising that awareness.
1: And how long do you think it'll be, or do you think it will even happen that, that there will be sort of a, a, an Ikea equivalent in this market of, with regards to you know, furniture?
0: Well, I'm not sure it'll ever come in terms of, of the type of product we make because we do go to the extreme in terms of uh, the the type of materials we use. And those materials are expensive now, and we expect them to remain fairly expensive into the future due to their limited production. I think the, that we'll see more and more of the larger companies just paying more attention, doing better practices to the best of their ability that they can. Uh, and that may be somewhat more limited than what we're doing, but it'll be a big step forward from where we are today.
1: I guess what really is required is there has to be, as we were going back to what we were talking about earlier with, you know, the the ability to have mass production of sustainable materials, you you sort of have to have the economic side as well as the sustainable side, and that's, I guess, what's missing right now is that, you know, the the, the materials and and manufacturing them and putting these things together down on a smaller scale is going to just require a little bit higher pricing by by nature.
0: Just unavoidable, unfortunately, at the moment, but... um you know, I, like I said, I think there's multiple aspects to this, and a lot of these companies can improve their sustainability dramatically without necessarily going to the, the extent that we are. that would push their product out of the price range of the, the customer that they service. Mm-hmm.
1: How many companies like Zola are there on the market right now?
0: Really, at this point, it is still a handful, um, and each of us kind of uh, fills a different niche. Um, there's, you know, Furniture has been doing a similar type of thing for quite some time, um, but the style of their furniture is very different from ours. Uh, and they initially had reacted to the market based more on what we were talking about earlier, people's uh, looking for, you know, more hyperallergenic type of product. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they've kind of gone off in, in a little different direction. There are a few uh, what I would call sort of mid sized furniture manufacturers um, really, kind of doing their best to improve their practices, um, but they also service a little different market than we do. And then there's very few people like like ourselves uh, doing the more of the custom work.
1: Sure. Okay. Well, and I'm curious about the company itself. How, how many? How, how large are you guys in terms of number of employees and such?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we're a very small company. Every piece is custom made to order. Uh, we generally run about seven employees here yeah
1: no it 's good it 's good to be a small lean, mean, and efficient i think it's a, it's a great a great business model. Uh, I was curious about kind of one of the questions we ask a lot of shows uh, show guests is about kind of their internal sustainability practices and smaller businesses the reason I ask is that smaller businesses it's you know you 're not having as much of an impact as if there's seven thousand or seventy thousand employees, so the issue mm-hmm. becomes a little bit less uh, it 's really a, a collection of, of people probably thinking in a similar way so
0: it is, and it's been relatively easy, like I said, for us to to improve our practices company-wide when there's so few of us. So, you know, one of the, probably the most uh, exciting things about this is getting our employees on board um, so that they understand what we're trying to achieve and that they, they become part of it, you know, and um, our recycling program is pretty extensive, um, and it's amazing when you look at a company how small we are, uh, and yet when we looked at the waste we were producing originally... Um, it would be astonishing to see what a 100,000-square-foot you know, manufacturing plant or more would do, you know.
1: Yeah, well, you magnify it, and it, and it is amazing. It's funny you mention that because my, my wife just said to me the other day, she said, you know, I'm going to call the city and change our garbage can size down to the small one. And I was like, no way, because I remember back six months ago, we'd fill that thing before the garbage truck came, and it was like, oh, gosh, you know, stuff, stuff, stuff. And all of a sudden, she's ready to go. She's like, I think we can go down two can size. And that's just based on what we did in terms of like composting and just being more conscious about it, just in, in a really in a month or, or so. So, again, you just it's the microcosm, but you look at that and say, when you make those changes on a large scale or, or across a large company or a city or whatever it is, I mean, it has a massive effect.
0: It really does. And like I said, we've been very pleased with what we've been able to do. Uh, We've established an ongoing program to evaluate our success uh, and continue to improve as we go.
1: Well, great. Well, I lo- love to see companies like yours that are out there that are that are changing the face of this market and, and bringing these kinds of products uh, to market. Uh, because, as you pointed out very rarely earlier, it's uh, what well, good is it to have a green home <laughs> that's lead certified that you fill it with uh, you know toxic or or, or non sustainable uh, materials that you then sit and live in uh, live with for a long time. So, uh, definitely wish you much success, uh, continued success in the future. And uh, my guest again today has been John Byfield, who is the owner of Zola Furnishings. And you can find them online at www.zolazolafurnishings.com. John, thanks again.
0: John, I appreciate your time today. and It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks, as always,
1: to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com.
0: Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.